0: Hello and welcome to Parking Thought. I'm Jacob and I'm glad you're here today. And as glad as I am that you're here today, I'm sure that you're glad that I'm here today as well. Isn't that amazing that oftentimes we find ourselves being comforted by not being alone, right? Being in this wonderful, beautiful world that we live in has lots of opportunities and advantages, but yet still we are incomplete just by being ourselves. Now, maybe you're one of those rare ducks, or maybe you're one of those people who likes to be on your own more often than others. But in general, we tend to thrive better when we're around people. And I've got a couple of stories about being around people, but first I want to talk about the outside of this car right now. So I am recording back in the car. Feels kind of good again, because I don't have to be quiet and whisper as much as I did when I was recording in the house. One of the things that's neat is outside of this car, it is a terribly foggy and frosty day outside, but it's cold. And it has never been this inexpensive in all of human history to be able to keep my house warm or to be able to warm up the car proportional to my income, proportional to my time. It has never been this efficient or this inexpensive to be able to maintain a level of comfort that allows me to focus on, you know, the things I want to do in my home. Now, that may be playing video games or that may be spending time with family, but I'm not distracted by the cold in my house. Growing up, we actually heated our house with a wood-burning stove. Three teenage sons, he expected them to be able to start the fire and make sure it kept going and it kept the house warm, but I was usually up about 530 in the morning and getting that thing going for the day and making sure that things were good and there were parts of the house that were just cold and that's the way we grew up and you know uh, it would be distracting right if I were working on something in my room it was distractingly cold and that's not as much as the case it is and so between one generation and the next we've made significant improvement to afford the comforts we have in life. Now, I want to talk to you guys about the people, right? People in our life help to give us flavor and color, and not all of them are welcome all the time, and not all of them responded the way they want to. Yesterday, I, I had an opportunity to have a great conversation with my parents, and I totally tanked it by bringing up some things that were just negative, and uh, I felt really bad about that. And so I made sure to take the time to write them afterwards and apologize, and, and they appreciate. They, my mom is very polite and uh, she's very kind. Let's put it that way. And she says, "Well, I appreciate listening to your perspectives. It always keeps me on my toes," you know, or something along those lines. And and uh, very much um, respect and my mom for being able to find that middle ground of, of non-contentious uh, responses. She's very very good at that. We recently had an opportunity for lots of people to be in our lives that were unexpected. On Thanksgiving, we ended up having double the people in our home that we weren't anticipating. And, and some of it was because we were helping out a neighbor with a situation. And uh, that situation involved us watching their kids overnight. Not a big deal for us, right? But so so after Thanksgiving dinner and the kids go to bed, right, their smallest, um, didn't want to go to sleep. It was an unfamiliar environment. We were doing the best we could to love him. It's about a year old. He's just learning to, to talk, you know. Um, and uh, so so we're taking care of him. And my wife does the, the first kind of that shift, you know, up to about 2, 3 in the morning. And then I, I wake up and it's like, okay, it's my turn. And so I'm holding on to the kid. And I, I put on one of my classic movies because we've had kids, you know, our four kids, we've had various degrees of them not wanting to sleep as well and needing to be comforted and then get some rest. And so, um, you know, we... Uh, one of the classics things that you do, I mean, a lot of families will jump in the car and go for a drive and stuff like that. And that never really worked for us as parents. So I usually throw on a, a movie in the background that'll distract them if their eyes are open, but is slow enough that they can close their eyes, you know, pretty easily. And so I throw on Monsters Incorporated and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of the baby and the baby falls asleep. It's right in that crook of my arm. You know, it's just absolutely, you know, pleasant. And then I pass out. And so between me and the baby, we're both in and out through the the majority of this movie. I've seen it a bazillion times, right, because of previous kids. And I believe we first really started watching this with our oldest, who's now 19 years old and about to leave home in in January. And, you know, I remember uh, loving her through those trying nights where she would not sleep. It was difficult, and and that movie, uh, you know, right at the end, you really start rooting for the characters, even though you've seen this thing before. You're rooting for the main character, and and right at the end, there's this scene, and I'll try to clip this in. Hopefully, it doesn't violate copyright. But I'll try to clip this in for the as you guys on the video, where where Sully, the big furry monster, you know, puts in the last piece of uh, the door, and then goes to reach for the the doorknob, and then it cuts to the credits. Right? And, and there's something that... The, the, the way that scene is crafted gives you this emotional... Like, it's, it's elevating your emotions, and then it, it leaves it to your imagination to carry on from there. And I, they, they did a beautiful job to take a human being through their emotions and get them to that point. And here I was with this, this, this baby in my, my arms, this toddler in my arm, and, and watching this movie, and I just, like, I didn't cry. Right, let's put it that way. I didn't cry, but all the emotions of all those years of working um, and and spending time with my daughter kind of bubbled up to the surface and were right there with us. And so I I bring that up because when we talk about the people in our lives and and you might be in a situation where you're not seeing the people in your lives and you miss them terribly. My sister-in-law up in Canada has had several of those instances and my my mother-in-law as well. We can't go across the Canadian border. Even if we had a a negative COVID test, we're not allowed to travel. And it's very frustrating because we really want to spend time with them. One of the reasons we live here is because we are within driving distance and we wanted to spend time more, more time with them. And this year just hasn't given us that opportunity. But when we think about the people in our lives and missing them, you know, we ought to take a step back and look at a much bigger level and just appreciate that we're not here alone. I mean, it's biologically difficult for that to happen anyway, but it's also just really cool that we're not here alone. Those emotions that that movie plays off of, this children's movie, well-crafted, but it's an animated movie, you know? I know we're not supposed to, we are supposed to take those seriously now, but there's something about them that just, you know, fictional characters, it's hard sometimes. The emotions from that movie are based on having those emotions in real life, having those connections in real life. And so I'd love to hear in the comments or an email. You can reach out to me on Twitter at ParkingThought. You can reach out to me on email at Jacob at ParkingThought.com. And I would love to hear about how your connections matter to you. Right, how the people in your life matter to you. How they help you build connections that are important to you. And, and I bring this up. I'll read all of them because our audience is small. We're an amazing group of folks right now. And, and I'll read all of them. But just the exercise of being able to pause your life. Pause this podcast and go through the process of recognizing the value that others bring to your life. And what that means to you and helping you be grateful for what you do have. I'm very, very grateful that we can still talk to my in-laws in Canada over Zoom or Facebook or whatever it happens to be these days. And I'm grateful that I'm able to do that mostly for free. You know, mostly for free. We don't we don't think about the cost of communicating, but, but in general, we're able to have those communications. That we're able to talk to one another. We're able to communicate across the globe. Um, Oh my goodness, in a way that's just free. This message, recorded in my car in Meridian, Idaho, is gonna be available to anybody in the world who wants to go find it. Anybody who wants a reminder that you're here on this wonderful, beautiful, crazy world with messy families and other people just figuring it out. And it's wonderful and beautiful to not be alone. So I hope this helps perk you up today. I hope you guys have a great day ahead of you or a great day for the next day whenever you happen to listen to this because I imagine that some of you might be using my voice to help you sleep at night and that's okay too. Just remember that in a world where you can choose to be anything, why not choose to be grateful?